0: Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's talk business with Ford Lease. Hassle-free vehicle leasing. Search Ford Lease to find out more.
1: Now, we obviously need a bit of distraction at the moment. And one of those things presumably will be what you can watch on telly. And um, up to you know, recently, maybe some of you were venturing out to the cinema, but the cinemas are closed again now. So uh, the big film releases, how is it going to happen? Will it be on the Disney Pluses, the streaming services, um, Netflix um, and uh, the like? Uh, well, a former UL student and film fanatic Jason McNicholas is on the line. And uh, we're also joined by our own Megan of the Limerick Today team uh, from her undisclosed location somewhere uh, in, in Limerick, Um Hello. Good morning. Happy New Year. Hello, Jo, thanks uh, for having
0: me. Of some sort.
1: (laughs) Well, of of some sort, yeah. What's your take on all of this, Megan?
0: It's it's crazy. Um, I'm very much staying in my house, in my four walls, and just going for my one walk a day within the five kilometres, and pretty happy to do so at the moment, just with everything that's going on. Um, I think the jump in numbers has scared everyone. I think it's really just kind of it was expected i suppose but maybe not to this extent after christmas i think it's given everyone the shock to the system that they need really to stay at home and just to try and keep other people safe as well as their own family safe because i think before um when it came to covid cases a lot of people didn't actually know someone that had covid but this time round everyone seems to know a neighbor or a friend that seems to have it so i think that's what's really making it hit home this time round
1: Hmm. I was saying about your undisclosed location. I mean, just in case you need assistance, somebody knows where you are, I presume.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. My parents know. Some people know. Yeah, I've left some people. I'm still keeping in contact with the family back in Mayo. So, yeah, we're all good. We're all staying safe, staying at home and just going out to get that breath of fresh air that we need, obviously. But, um, yeah, at the moment, it's just staying at home. So what better to do than Catch up on movies and Netflix and all those sorts of things, so at least there's, we do have some options to keep ourselves entertained.
1: Jason, do you think it was party, party, party for um, quite a few people um, in December?
2: Um, I have a feeling it was, Joe. Um, Look, I felt the temptation myself, but I didn't. I was lucky enough to stay at home with my family, so I didn't go visiting, but I have a feeling that the temptation was too much for people in December, and they did the usual Christmas thing and we're seeing that reflected in the numbers right now, unfortunately.
1: Right, so the the hugging and the kissing and all of that stuff was going on. All that on. great stuff. Right. And that was spreading COVID as we go. Um, did you go to an actual cinema before the recent lockdown, Jason, a real one?
2: Um, I was lucky enough to see Tenants in cinemas. Um, I believe that was, when was it? It must have been early enough summer when we were allowed to go to cinemas at the time. It was in between lockdown one and two, I think.
1: Yeah. And what was that experience like?
2: And um, it was um, it was definitely unusual. And um, being told the second you walked into the cinema, you cannot exit from this point. You need to exit through the emergency doors. You know they were doing that uh, strategy of you enter through one point and exit through the other. Of course, all of the COVID notices were up and um, hand sanitizers everywhere. Um, you yeah, had to wear a mask at all times and um, of course once you were sitting down watching the movie, it was uh, the same as ever really.
1: But I mean you know there were stories in the dim and distant past of uh, priests going in and breaking up in the lovey-dovey at the back of of cinemas um, like were, were, were secular staff engaged in that kind of activity? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well uh, not in the cinema I was in Joe now unfortunately um, and <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I didn't see um, I didn't see any ushers, you know, patrolling the uh, the cinemas now. But I, I think it was uh, I'm sure they people poking their heads in through the doors every now and again. But um, at least uh, when I went, um, I think we were trusted to just be grown ups and behave ourselves.
1: And, and I mean that experience of the big screen, you know. I suppose the key question that a lot of people will ask is: Will we ever have it again? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about. A couple of times I thought when they were open, uh oh, jeepers, I'll, I'll go along. And not, not out of any great fear of it, I just didn't get the chance in the end. But I'm now wondering, you know, is cinema and cinemas, are they dead? Because clearly the streaming services are where these movies that are being released now will be seen for months and months to come. Uh,
2: yeah, there was that, um, of course, that uh, big, huge announcement um, about a month ago, all of Warner Brothers' movies are moving to their streaming service now, which was uh, definitely a calculated risk on their part because they have aggravated a lot of actors and directors with that decision now because they won't be getting paid since those projects will now be appearing on their streaming service. A lot of people have lost money because of that. But um, as for oh, why, Because not it's
1: not the same model of distribution, therefore it's not necessarily the same revenue stream, is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah, it's a completely different um, kettle of fish and um, it's a uh, it's, it's very very complicated all these big hollywood deals but um yes a lot of people are going to be short some money because of that decision but um as for whether or not cinema's dead i i wouldn't say they're dead they've taken a kicking absolutely as we all have the past year um, i think we will be back in cinemas um provided now we can get this vaccine out to everyone who needs it um But I mean, you
1: know, you can obviously watch this now in the comfort of your own home. You know, some people are lucky enough to have big screens. You know, you don't have to put up with someone kicking the back of your seat. Well, maybe you do in a home context, but, you know, generally you don't. Or that annoying, crunchy popcorn thing that goes on behind you, you know, or people having a row that they think is is a a semi-silent row, but actually they're roaring at each other. None, None of that.
2: Yeah, no, that that is an excellent point. But I, I'd argue the experience of going to the cinema is something uh, special and uh, difficult to replace. As comfortable as it is, of course, to watch something in the comfort of your own home, um, and you know you don't have to deal with strangers annoying you and all that stuff. Um, I think a recent example is I was lucky enough to um, uh, see Wonder Woman um, in, in cinemas just before this lockdown, actually. And um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was a grand old movie. And then when I went home, I saw the reviews. And it's getting terrible, terrible reviews um, from both critics and audience members. And I think that's because a lot of them watched it at home. So whenever there was a plot piece or a storyline twist that didn't quite pass the smell test, they were able to start tweeting about it and instantly um, communicate with other people. Whereas in a, in a cinema you're sitting in darkness and silence for two hours and your senses are being overwhelmed by the movie and you don't actually start to properly think about what you just saw until you're on the way home. And the way a cinema is set up, I think it it can paper over some of the cracks in a movie.
1: Right. It's a very interesting point. We're talking to Jason McNicholas and to uh, our own Megan um, as well. Uh, Megan, you know, the the small screen versus the big screen, I don't know, when you were in a cinema last yourself,
0: Yeah, I actually was in a cinema just before this lockdown. Um, I went to see Pixie, which is a story about some drug-dealing priests. So, you know, just a very common story thread going on there. Um, It was all set in Ireland with some familiar faces. If you watch The Young Offenders, uh, one of them was in it as well. It was great. And Alex Baldwin was in it. And actually managed to get shocks in quite well. I was very impressed. And um, so that was really good. I agree with Jason about the cinema. I just think it's an experience in itself. Like my favorite thing is it's, yeah, it's going to watch the movie. It's going sitting there. I'm really bad at concentrating on movies if I'm at home. So I find being in that dark room with that massive screen really ha- helps me focus on what is actually happening in front of me. But it's actually that time, like Jason was saying, when you're walking home from the cinema or you go to get food and you're just chatting with your friends and you get to talk to them about what they think about it or, oh, I loved this part of it or I hated that part and what did you think of that? It's actually that sort of thing where you feel, when you see a really good movie and that excitement you feel after seeing it, I feel if you're at home by yourself, yeah, if you are talking to your family maybe you won't be too excited to discuss it with them after probably arguing, telling people to stop talking for about half (laughs) of the film and you know, pass me the crisps and no, you're not getting the crisps. Well, okay, maybe I'm revealing too much about my Christmas here where I spent most of it as a couch potato. But um, I think just something about the cinema, I do think obviously there's streaming services and that's great because it also allows people who may not be able to access the cinema uh, ways to see movies if they weren't before. Like when from at home, I'm 40 minutes from my nearest cinema. So it would be a very rare occurrence that I go to it. But um, say for Disney Plus, for example, I've seen some great movies on that, especially over the Christmas. Um, Soul was one of them. It was really, really good that I definitely recommend people watch. And they're bringing out um, Cruella now this year, which obviously is the backstory of Cruella de Vil from 101 Dalmatians. So... Some of the streaming services are really stepping up as well, but I don't think the cinema is dead, personally.
1: OK, we'll take a short break. We'll come back to you. I know you have uh, some recommendations uh, for people, however they might get the chance uh, to see them uh, over the next few months.
0: Call Limerick Today
2: now on 461995. Vodafone's super-fast gigabit broadband is taking over. Pat
1: says, Joe, experts give expert and accurate advice. Stop making excuses, Joe, for the shambles of a government. They got it very wrong and now we're all paying a severe price. Um, Morris and Patrick's Wells says, please tell Joe that he's welcome to borrow my book of dad jokes that I got for Christmas if he wants to tell jokes for three hours. Viva la vaccine, says uh, Morris. And then on a far more serious note, um, hi all at Live95, I work as a sales rep on the road. We've been told to carry on as normal. Call to all our customers, generate new custom by calling to potential customers. Uh, We can, as a company, work from home through sales calls, but we're out on the road. All of us are terrified, but we need our jobs. It's absolutely shocking as we will probably, by the law of averages, bring uh, COVID-19 home. Uh, Please, please, please do not give out my uh, details. Uh, well, thank you very much for all of those. You can WhatsApp us on 86 123 as you have been in huge numbers uh, since uh, we were back on the air with Limerick today, yesterday morning. Uh, now, we are talking to Jason McNicholas and our own Megan about movies in 2021 and uh, I think uh, Ghostbusters is back. What are you doing here in Somerville
2: anyway? Honestly, My mom won't say it, but we're completely broke. And the only thing that's left in our name is this creepy old farmhouse our grandfather left us in the middle of nowhere. Why'd you bring me up here?
1: Entertainment value.
2: (laughs) What is that? I don't know.
1: Somehow... A town that isn't anywhere near a tectonic plate, that has no fault lines, no fracking, no loud music, even, is shaking on a daily basis.
2: Under the dining table now. Hey, remember that one summer we died under
1: a table? I found this in my living room. Whoa! Killer replica. A replica of what? A ghost trap. Ghostbusters is uh, back, Jason.
2: Yeah, so they're uh, they're trying again. Um, <laughs> after they're not 20- a fan. <laughs> no, no, I, I do love Ghost- Ghostbusters, but um, I, the 2016 movie it, it was only okay and it didn't really set the audience on fire. So they're going to try again now with um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. It will out in early June, and um, it, it looks promising. It definitely looks promising. And um, Paul Rudd, he's incredibly watchable. I, I'd watch him do anything. Um, they they have most of the uh, original cast back, and it looks like they're doing a more grounded version of it, like the trailer you just played there. It's a small, quiet town in America. It's, it doesn't look like it will be as bombastic as the 2016 version, and that might just be what the Doctor ordered.
1: Right. Um, and also a few superhero movies coming out uh, this year, including Black Widow and Venom 2. There are some sins that you commit that you uh,
2: can't come back from, you know? No matter how hard you try, you just came.
1: It's not safe for you to be here, ma'am. There's bodies all over the city tonight. We'll find oh. out yes yeah. or later.
2: Rumors continue to swirl about a violent clash between forces of the US military
1: and an unknown adversary. It was it was so big, like Hulk. Oh, yeah. Now get out of get out of it. And I will, I will. There's gonna be carnage. The danger's real. Cassidy changed into something horrible. This guy,
2: he is all the way back. You're just not ready to see the
1: truth, are you? Yeah, Jason, too scary for lockdown, I think, that one, (laughs) though.
2: Yeah, it it might be the type of escapism we're looking for. Um, So, um, yeah, Venom, it'll be out at the end of June, and you have Woody Harrelson and... uh, uh, Tom Hardy in the lead role, so it, it should definitely it, it'll definitely be worth a look, anyways. And um, more than anything, um, those two actors always do good work, and um, even if the film around them isn't great.
1: Yeah. Now, Megan, uh, now that uh, Graham Norton is a colleague of ours, um, no, really, well, sort of, well, well, really, yeah, yes. Now, Graham Norton's a colleague of ours. We're not really allowed to criticise him, I suppose, but. Um, Jeepers, he let Jamie Dornan get away with murder um, about that Wild Mountain Time movie and his accent. I mean, Jamie tried to cut him off right at the beginning by going on about, oh, <laughs> you know, Irish people, they slag us, they're so full, we're all so funny in Ireland. <laughs> oh, but seriously, his accent in that film. Unforgivable. That was
0: an unforgivable accent. And he should have been held to account... Um, for doing that to us. Because awesome Graham Norton is
1: famous people. for that on his talk show. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Holding
1: people to account. Come on, Graham. Come on,
0: Graham. Do, do better.
1: But yeah, I mean, I, I, seriously I... though, as a Cork man, I mean, you know, he must have been sitting there looking at Jamie going, oh, come on, man. I mean, even if he Jamie doesn't... had done his Belfast accent, his normal Belfast accent, even yeah. though I know it was a Midlands Irish accent, Mullingar was what we were looking for, it would have been better than what he came up with. <laughs>
0: He would have gotten away with it. That's always we'll say. I think um, Graham Norton was putting forward the, just the smile and nod tactic, like, mm-hmm yeah, yeah, trying to hide the pain on his face. Um, yeah, there's just there's no excuse for that terrible of accents these days. And what's ridiculous is that was such a good cast in that film as well. and if, if you can't do the accent, just: it
1: just, was. I mean it was a great, it was a great people. cast. I mean they're all, they're all very good in their own ears, but were they, were they completely miscast? Um, in, in I that movie. I mean, so. Emily Blunt, you know, she was sitting beside and she was blaming him. She threw him under the bus in another talk show about the accent and said it was his fault that her Irish accent I was... I know,
0: poor... <laughs> sure, she's to blame for that. She has to take responsibility. Like, as for example, that movie that I saw in um, the cinemas, Pixie, that was mostly Irish cast and it was just brilliant and you could tell that they were an Irish cast performing you know an Irish story you can kind of feel that from them from the actors themselves they just have it's not just the accent you know we all have an understanding of what it is to be Irish and you can really tell that from an Irish actor and just kind of the way that they even talk and the things that they might throw in and are saying like a Sherlock or like what are you talking about or some swear words I will not mention on air and things like that they're what make it makes it Irish. It's more than just an accent. But yeah, I still haven't watched that film actually. Yeah, yeah. I well, can't well like if some
1: people it. say it's, it's not bad, you know, but I, I mean, the director basically said, shut up Irish people. I didn't make it for you. That was his response to it. Um, But I think we've Shock only it. three... We've only, we've only three words for him. Daisy Edgar-Jones in Normal People.
0: Exactly. She nailed that accent and she was amazing in her, her own right. A lot of people have argued that she hasn't gotten the attention that she deserved from that role because she was so brilliant as well as Paul Meskell who you know has as I said he's Irish so with the greatest quote of 2020 behind us but hopefully 2021 will bring us better actors with better accents for Ireland that's what we deserve and a vaccine obviously
1: Okay we also have Fast and Furious uh, what number is it? Nine? Nine?
2: nine. I used to live my life a quarter mile at a time things change my father now i will always be in your heart little
1: brian i have a gift for you your daddy gave me this now i'm gonna give it to you it's very special it's for protection
0: from what's coming jacob is dom's brother
2: your whole life you pushed yourself to be faster than Don. Smarter than Don. Stronger than Don. But could you kill him? Because
0: I'm ready
1: if you are. There's nothing more powerful than the lover family. But you turn that into anger is nothing more dangerous.
0: Maybe this is the end, but we're going to go out
2: together.
0: You know I'd ride to the death with you. Ah! 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 Ah!
1: Ah! Megan, I have to say, I think maybe you and Jason missed a happy clappy brief that we were kind of aiming at here. <laughs> Fast and I do,
0: a, I do have a suggestion after this that is a great and it's a family film, but this one... Fast and Furious is just my guilty pleasure. It's such over-the-top, ridiculous stunts and just fast cars and just. And which of the
1: nine was the best?
0: Um, I still prefer the first one to be honest. Um, There's a shock
1: that the first one was was (laughs) the best, and the next eight were money-making opportunities. Yeah. Um, Look,
0: the world may change around us, but one thing will remain the same. There will be a Fast and Furious movie coming out or coming to a cinema near you at some point.
1: Is, is that and the one with the Jason Statham guy in it, or is that wrong? Or?
0: He's in one of them, all right. Yeah, oh, he's in one of them. Of them. I see, I that, that was the one, one, one where I saw
1: the ad. Um, yeah,
0: um, this one has John Cena in it, though. Who? So, oh. John Cena, the wrestler. Have you heard of him? He was a very famous, well, what? WWE wrestler Wrestling. now, not a, Yeah.
1: Are we watching that on Netflix? Amory's just looking in and going, Your man has completely lost it. But the two of you are to blame as well. What's the what's the other happy film there, Megan, before we finish?
0: There's going to be a new Space Jam movie, which I am so excited about. And it's starring LeBron James. So in nineteen ninety six, which was actually before I was born, um, it st- st- sorry, losing my train of thought here. Um, It starred Michael Jordan, and it's one of my favorite childhood films. So I'm really, really excited about this. It's not a sequel, it's been saying. Sorry, I haven't
1: heard a thing after you said 1996 was before you were born.
0: (laughs) It was, yeah.